Welcome to the New Territories podcast, where we have conversations about blockchain technology and its applications to policy, society, and more. I'm your host, Joyce Lai from Consensus. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm talking to Nadia Alvarez today. She is the business development lead for Latin America at the Maker Foundation. How are you, Nadia? Hey, Joyce. Good, and you? Good, thank you. Um, thanks for joining me um, this early in the morning there. I wanted to speak with you about your work in Latin America and with Maker. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure, sure. Happy to share. Um, well, I actually I'm from Colombia, but I moved to Argentina and Buenos Aires like about 10 years ago. And I'm, I'm in love of this of this country. Uh, my background is on, on computer science and uh, I started working in, in big uh, corporations, uh, like multinational corporations, always in technology and always with the financial services. And uh, uh, then I, I found uh, a blockchain and uh, everything started at that point. I, I started reading about it and I... When I when I found about Maker, I thought that wow, that's amazing. Because living in in Argentina, you are totally exposed to devaluation, inflation, problems with the banks. You don't trust on the financial system. That's that's not something that you you read in in the newspaper. That's that's your everyday life. So when when I I started to read about Maker and die and how how the world could be with a decentralized bank. Uh, it was ama- I was amazed. So, yeah, that's my, my background. And, and, and right now I'm living in Buenos Aires, but um, I'm all around Latin America because uh, for the Maker Foundation, what I do is I create new partnerships to increase the adoption in Latin America. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the most amazing job ever because first, uh, first of all, I have to really understand what could be the use case for DAI or for any of the maker solutions in, in that specific country. And, and for me, this is, is very special. And it, probably it doesn't happen in other regions, but for Latin America, crypto uh, is, is oriented to real use cases. So uh, is, uh, my job, part of my job is talk with, with local projects and to understand how can we work together to uh, have a, a better product where uh, DAI is involved, or one of the maker solutions is involved, and and uh, increase usability of DAI, of course, uh, but also uh, improve uh, the way of uh, people live in those countries. So that's 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 my work, and well, of course, we also are very worried about education because in Latin America, a crypto is in a weird space where some of us, the ones who are into it, we know that it's a solution, but there are a lot of scams around crypto that just use uh, like the 
the cool words like blockchain and Bitcoin to attract uh, to attract people and, and it results to be a scam. So we we always are uh, supporting a lot of uh, education uh, programs so people can understand the difference between a legit project and a scam project and they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Right. So I think this is why I, I really want to speak with you about Latin America, because unlike places in the United States where there is, you know, a very trusted, stable currency, um, there, there's a lot of real world use cases that just wouldn't exist in the U.S., right? So when people think of Latin America, they usually think of, you know, what they see in the news recently, which is like, for example, in Venezuela, where there's hyperinflation and people can't seem to be able to buy the just daily goods that they need. Um, do you think that is an accurate description of um, what every day is like for most people in Latin America? Yeah, well, I, I, I won't say that is the the norm in all Latin American countries, but but it is for sure for Venezuela what you read in the news that is that is is accurate hyperinflation and 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 the uh, migration that Venezuelans uh, have to choose, but not because they want to, but they they have to because in Venezuela they don't find like an option that's 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 real and and we you don't have to be in venezuela to 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 know that just you go to any uh, latin american country and you can find a lot of venezuelan people and if you talk with them they will tell you that it, it wasn't because they want to 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 go to live and in another country to 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 experience that adventure but because they have they have to they have to they have to find a, a, a job to send money to their families so they can survive there. So, yeah, uh, I, I find very sad the moment that Venezuela is living right now. Well, as I told you, I mentioned before, I'm from Colombia, and Colombia is, uh, is uh, we are next, Colombia is next to Venezuela, so uh, it's, it's very sad to see how that amazing country is living right now. And it's very sad. The, early this year, uh, I went with another, uh, with my coworker to Cucuta, who is a, which is a city uh, in, in, in the front line of, of Venezuela. And it was so sad to see. Well, we went because we thought it was like a, a, a an interesting opportunity for crypto in the border because... We we heard that when people from Venezuela cross the border and they to they take their belongings with them like their money, uh, well, it's very dangerous for them because there are a lot of robbery around, so they can they can lose everything just crossing the border. So uh, a lot of people is choosing crypto to cross the border uh, and protect their their belongs their their money and uh, well we went because we wanted to understand a little bit more about that and uh, was was a shocking ex experience because yes you can see a lot of crypto use cases there like like a lot of um people who before 
were had a business on exchanging uh, bolivares into Colombian pesos or dollars. Now they are working with crypto, a lot of Bitcoin around, and they totally get it. And they uh, are like professional traders trading in the biggest exchanges in the world. And I'm talking about a, a very small town in Colombia that I was like very surprised and also because they receive a lot of people with crypto. There are companies there that created uh, solutions so the taxi driver can accept a payment in crypto. So, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Uh, it, I, I haven't seen that in, in any city, just, just in Cúcuta. So, for like if you see it for, for that perspective, it's, it's like a very interesting one but also you see all the all the other side of this and it's because people is is like running away from Venezuela and they don't have an option so they have to uh, try crypto because someone said it was the safest way to uh, to to take their money out the out of the country but it's like it's, it's kind of sad yeah really they, like you see a lot of of very desperate uh, decisions those people have to make in order to find another way to live. So, yeah, was a, a very... Uh, Must be really difficult to have witnessed that firsthand. Yes, but I think it's, it's necessary. I mean, I, I know that and, and I really appreciate you're doing this because a lot of people is going to hear this. I know that everyone knows about Venezuela and we all in the crypto space are very enthusiastic because Venezuela is a crypto country. Well, that's, that, that is not entirely true, but yeah, there are a lot of um, use cases to explore in Venezuela. And uh, of course, if someone, any project, anyone is willing to help them is 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 always very welcome, but but uh, I think it's important to see it on, for the first like uh, in person, because if not, uh, there are a lot of uh, people who wants to uh, take the opportunity and wants to say that they can help you with your token or with your crypto solution to get adoption in Venezuela and probably that's not entirely true. So it's important to go there and sit and um, and experience. And and I think the the good part about this is if you go there and experience by yourself, you are going to think in a lot of new ideas and new use cases for your crypto project. And I think that's the best part of it. So let's talk about the population in a place such as Venezuela, right? Um, I want to understand more about what the demographics are like when a, in a place that uses crypto regularly. So would you say in Venezuela, like how many percent of the population either owns or use crypto on a daily basis? Mm, okay, well, I, I don't have exact number or a proportion, but uh, I, I definitely will say that there are, it's not, it's not the majority of 
the of people who are into so crypto. It's, it's, it's not the majority. Not, not, oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, uh, and and same happens here in Argentina. Like the community is big, and you can find a lot of people who. Uh, who was never into crypto, interested about the concept and maybe starting to buy their first die just because they have to. But, but I think, and well, that's what we are working on with, with Maker in Latin America. I think the usability of the crypto uh, products are far away of what uh, a user a user who is not into crypto could expect. So, and 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 I'm I'm very happy because this year we have we have solved that issue in a lot of ways. Like right now, we have a lot more uh, very cool wallets that you don't have to have a ether to pay for the gas because that that is an 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 extra thing that you have to explain to the average user who never paid for a ga- for gas and maybe he don't don't they don't want to understand that concept so i i really i'm really happy because all, all of all of these solutions that are helping to people who uh, never uh, thought they were going to use crypto and 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 when they use these solutions they think crypto is easy and is something that is not for the techie people of, or the uh, or, or 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 maybe people who who is like more educated or something like that i i really yeah no that i really believe that it's important to to create um solutions for everyone like for not not just thinking about people from any uh, from different uh, ages, but for everyone, like the one who went to college, the one who just finished school, like everyone, and we have to be open mind to in order to get those solutions. So, and do you think it's usually younger people there who are the crypto owners or users? Do you think that makes a difference? Yes, uh, I think um, most of the crypto users are, are young people. Um, but I, I also experienced in Cucuta uh, this thing that I that I told you that people who who maybe was running a, an exchange business, but a, 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 like from Bolivares to pesos exchange business, very traditional uh, business. Maybe they are not. Uh, they are in their fifties or something, and they changed their business to crypto because they saw the opportunity. And and that 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 is something that happens also here in Argentina. People who has been in the exchange business, uh, in the traditional exchange business for a while, they are seeing in crypto an opportunity. Or same thing in on on the ones that runs uh, remittances. Uh, services they are seeing in crypto an opportunity and they are they want to learn about it but i see that in in people who runs a business around uh, any financial uh, financial solution 
but I think what like what we have to we have to work on it is on the rest of the people, the users. How can I yeah, how can I get more regular people who just have a bank account or maybe not because in in Latin America uh, the percentage of people who doesn't have a bank account is huge. So we we should think about those kind of people wanting to uh, go into crypto and we are we are on that we are on that and that is why it's very important to, to educate and create educational pro- programs to to be more closer to this uh, to these new crypto users. So let's talk about payments and remittances as a business, right? Um, I think there's a lot of interest from not just local Latin American companies, but internationally on how to get into the payments business in Latin America. What would you say is the characteristics of Latin America that makes that market different from, say, a Western country? Yeah, well, this is interesting because uh, one thing that is very particular for Latin America is that you can talk about Latin America and and and, and talk about Latin American uh, characteristics about something because every country in Latin America is so different. Uh, like uh, we don't have the same regulations, we don't have the same currency, we don't have the same culture, even we don't have the same language. Like in Brazil is a completely different world than Argentina, for example. So that's why it's, it's also complicated for us to uh, to create like a, a, an unity between all, all the region because it's so different and I think that's another another uh, very important thing to consider when you are going to open a business in Latin America that you are going to deal with different perspectives in in, in, in anything so I, I can like mention a few uh, uh, unique uh, uh, payments around, for example, Argentina. Or in Argentina, um, crypto. I uh, that well, what for what I have seen, crypto is not for payments. Um, crypto is more for saving the value of your money. And it's another option that you have in order to do that. So uh, payments, you pay with, with fiat, like um, you prefer to pay with Argentinian pesos because you know that if you, you save Argentinian pesos, you're going to lose money because of the devaluation. So for payments, we all in Argentina prefer to pay with, with fiat, with, with Argentinian pesos. But on the other hand, when you are thinking about savings, that's another complete world. And right now in Argentina, we have this huge opportunity for crypto because of the capital controls that the government had imposed. Uh, right now, people in Argentina is not allowed to buy more than $200 per month. What does that mean? That of means what? that. Of crypto? No, no, no. Of dollars. 
Oh, okay. Of dollars. Yes, just in dollars. But 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 why is that important in a country like Argentina? In a country like Argentina, people get get their, their monthly payments in Argentinian pesos. So what usually the ones who can save money, because of course we are in a very difficult moment of the country and you can find a huge part of the population who who can't save money. But the ones who can, what they do before this, this uh, restriction, they uh, use their bank to convert their pesos to dollars. And when they needed to uh, pay for anything, they, they would uh, convert again those dollars into pesos or they will just, at the beginning of the month, they will just like uh, save a, uh, an amount of pesos for all the expenses of the month. So uh, your, your savings were in, in dollars and right now you can do that or just you can do that if you are going to save a, a, a maximum of 200 US dollars. So you don't have any other option. What are you going to do? Like, if you can save your money in dollars, maybe you can think about what Venezuela was doing. Like, uh, and, and, and you can find a lot of Venezuelans who also do does this, that they save money uh, buying sugar or toilet paper or, or things that can preserve the value better than their own money. Oh wow! No, that's, so they're yes. just stockpiling sugar because everybody of course. needs sugar. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and wow. yeah, yeah. So, well, we are not in that in that extreme, but because Venezuela's situation is is very extreme, but uh, we don't want pesos. So, what what are we going to do? So that's why crypto is an option for for Argentinians, but not for payments again, but for savings. Like if, if anyone here wants to pay, they are going to do it in, in pesos. But the payments is more, well, the way that we think about the payments is when you open, uh, you, you, when you install or you have something, uh, a, a solution to pay in crypto, Then it's very easy to uh, to to use that solution to buy and sell crypto. So usually the point of sales that we have around the the countries uh, are also work also for buy and sell die using the local currency. So that's 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 like our like our vision with that kind of solutions like not not for payments but for buying and selling dai and sending that that those dai to uh, anywhere in the world so for example we have a, a partnership with uh, with two companies uh, who has their own solutions of point of sale devices one is pundix a Singapore company, and the other one is a Panda BTM. They are a Colombian company, uh, and they uh, have this uh, uh, point-of-sale device 
and they are going uh, around different merchants. In the case of Panda VTM, around Colombia and Venezuela, and in the case of, of Pundix, uh, they do it in different countries in Latin America. But the concept is, is almost the same. The idea is to uh, have a merchant that can uh, sell you dye in Colombia, for example, for accepting Colombian pesos in cash, and send those dye uh, to Venezuela uh, to someone who can use those dye to go to a store, and then you have the payment use case and pay with the dye uh, for things that they need. So we think that's a, a very cool uh, use case and solution for for people who first is very used to have cash. Like that's uh, that's a very uh, interesting thing about Latin America, and I think that's that's a common thing between all Latin American countries. We all manage cash. Like it's it's very common for you to manage cash. That's interesting. So for the people who have die, do you see them using things like die to participate in DeFi products, or do you think it's mostly just you know saving money is immediate need, so people don't really go beyond that? Yeah, yeah, DeFi is the most the most amazing thing this year happened to the crypto world and to Latin America, I guess. Uh, DeFi opened an opportunity for people in Latin America to uh, start using financial instruments for with, with a better return of interests. Like, we don't have the, that kind of solutions uh, in our own countries. Uh, like, for example, today, if I have DAI and I put it on the DAI savings rate, I get a 4%, uh, a 4% per year. Of course, it's a, a, a variable rate, but that's, that's uh, like a thousand times more that I could get in an Argentinian bank with Argentinian pesos, which is devaluating day after day. And by the way, that's also a lot more than you can get at a U.S. bank as well. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's very interesting because with, with DeFi, I think we really democratize the opportunities because uh, before DeFi, uh, you as an Argentinian, you could have access probably to those instruments if you have a lot of money and if you have uh, bank accounts in other countries and if you have like maybe uh, a, a broker who can help you to operate in different markets. Yes, people who, who could access to that, they could have that kind of returns. But what happened with the rest of the population that is the majority? So... With DeFi, I think we opened that that opportunity to everyone. And yeah, it, I mean, we in in Latin America we uh, use a wallet that is called Winnie Wallet. It's uh, in Spanish and is uh, focused on the on Dai. It's a wallet with Dai and different uh, uh, solutions around Dai. So, for example, you 
uh, using the Winnie Wallet uh, in an easy way. You can invest your DAI and in other DeFi projects like Compound. And, uh, and uh, what we are doing right now is talking with all Latin American crypto companies, exchanges to adopt any DeFi solution so they can offer in an easy way those solutions to their to their users i guess the 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 main issue for people to access to defi is how they can get crypto how can they get die in the first place so that's why it's very important for us to have all these on-off ramps from fiat to die to help those people to enter into defi so yeah, I think it's it's amazing for Latin America. That's great. That's great. So what is the most creative thing that you've seen people do with Dai? Oh, well, uh, I don't know if it, if it, this is creative, but uh, what I have seen in 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 Argentina, for example, is people like like I said using Dai as as dollars. So instead of like they receive the the paycheck and they convert it completely into dai and they invested into dai savings rate or compound or, or any other lending pool platform and when they have to pay for something they convert it into pesos using any of our on up ramps from dai to pesos argentinos that way they are investing they are protecting themselves from the devaluation and they are learning on how to be the owner of your money but for real and it's a very interesting use case but, but because argentina is i think in latin america the country where everyone uh, don't trust in banks because of what happened in the past. So uh, at any time when you hear in the news that we have like, like in this case, uh, uh, a new president, everyone, but I'm not exaggerating, everyone went to the bank and took the, their money out. And uh, it, it's, it's insane. Like that hurts a lot. The, uh, the financial system in a country, but it's because people people don't trust the banks, people don't trust the their currency. So they they are uh, they want they want to try new options, and uh, when they know about die and they understand, they can do this this thing of saving and investing in die and then just spending in pesos. They are like absolutely happy, and I, I guess it's not that creative, but it's it's real. I mean, I I know a bunch of people who is doing it, and we have a a great uh, Telegram community in Spanish. They are mostly from Venezuela and Argentina, and they are they all talk about this and how to uh, maintain the value of their savings and now with DeFi uh, investing. So yeah, that's very awesome. That's amazing. 
So I want to end our conversation with, you know, addressing whatever policy issues that you may see that could be hindering innovation down there. You know, it sounds like there's a lot of people who really truly need it. In terms of regulations or policies that are standing in the way of even more adoption, what are some things that you th- people like lawyers in the space, if they happen to be listening in and, and live uh, near where you live, what are some issues that they should be reading more about and, and helping with? Wow, yeah. Well, like I said, Latin America is so diverse and every country is thinking, thinking right now their own fintech laws and regulations. And those fintech laws and regulations usually cover the crypto part. One, one of my biggest concerns, and I guess oh, from all the crypto community in Latin America is that regulators are not they don't they seem to don't understand crypto so it's very difficult to regulate something that you don't understand completely so what we have seen for example in Colombia uh, because of the money laundry issues that Colombia has we have seen uh, banks that are very against crypto because they they think it's is like uh, accepting uh, for if they open they have exchanges colombian exchanges opening a, a bank accounts in colombian banks they see a high risk of uh, of money laundering activities around and uh, well in colombia there are uh, uh, this group who is trying to educate uh, regulators and explain to them that it's, it's not that uh, that could happen. That is the opposite. Like if you regulate it and, and you create a good a regulation around, you could avoid money laundering because the exchanges are going to uh, increase maybe the, what the, the, their, their security uh, efforts in order to, to uh, avoid those kind of problems so yeah i think think we 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 are on that that road to educate uh, the regulators same thing happens in Mex- mexico mexico recently uh, on on the course of this year they they had this they created this new fintech law and uh, apparently because of different uh, problems they have been suffering in their traditional banking system they are they are very hard with the new uh, fintech companies fintech uh, projects that want to open uh, offices in the mexican market so that's closing the innovation and new opportunities for for these new projects to appear in the mexican scene so, I and again, I think it's the same. I think it's because we need to educate more regulators and start thinking with them uh, what is the best thing for the country and what is the best thing also in terms of innovation because we need to be more open in order to uh, have the, the, the possibility for these new projects to exist. In Argentina, we don't have a, a fintech law, but there is this group 
which is formed for different crypto projects, and they are helping the central bank in understanding crypto and on creating the the, the regulation around crypto. But I think Do you know that's... the name of the group. Oh, it doesn't have a name. It's just okay. a, a division. Yes, it's just a division of the central bank, and they called reference from the from different crypto projects to work with them I see. on understanding this. Yeah, I see. I see. Well, that's great. At least, at least that's a good start. So that's very promising. Yeah, yeah. I I hope so. Yes. Great. Well, thanks so much, Nadia, for sharing all of that with us. This is super interesting. Would love to catch up with you um, maybe several months down the line just to see what other new things are happening down there. You're, you're definitely at the front line of crypto and how people in the future can use this stuff. So that's very exciting. And thanks so much for your work. No, thank you, Joyce. And I hope like have more projects in Latin America. Like yeah. it's amazing, amazing. We have amazing food, amazing people, <laughs> and amazing problems to be solved. And uh, <laughs> I know that crypto is the solution for most of those problems. So yeah, I'm very happy to to see more uh, crypto projects around here in the region. Great, and I can't wait to hear about them in, in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.